Welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. It is time for Sabotage and Save Part 2. And we with have- me, as always, Chris Thomas. Interrupting you, as always. Yeah. <laughs> What's good, everybody? We have more ideas. Yeah, we had so much fun doing the first one. So we figured we'd do it again. I have no and idea. Probably again and again and again. I have no idea. If, stop. I have no idea if people like it or not. Um, I haven't looked at the numbers, but without a doubt, I'm sure it's probably higher than Leslie Vernon still. we If we ever do re-reviews, that's probably the first one we need to do. But that's for another day, unfortunately. But for today, what do you want to go first or you want to go second? Uh, I went first last time, so uh, I'll let you go first this time. Okay, so you want to go ahead and tell, so what is my stipulations? What did you give me? I don't think I gave you very many stipulations. I think you pretty much just said I have free range to do with it as I see fit. Yeah. But I basically just had to ruin Scream for you. Sabotage Scream, yeah. Sabotage Scream. And so, you know, sabotaging, you have a lot of variety when you come with sabotage because do I just want to be flat out, like drop a bomb on this thing? Or do I want to have a little nuance with my ruining? So let's just start basic here. Okay. Let's start with the uh, old director. Uh, Unfortunately, Wes Craven is going to, he's off doing other projects, so he never really got around to scream in this scenario. But you know who did have enough time for this? Who? Jim Gillespie. Jim Gillespie. Yes. Okay. Does it sound sound familiar at all? Or are you looking him up as we speak? I am looking him up as we speak. The name sounds familiar. It should. Oh, I know what you did last summer in Venom. Yep. We Ah. need somebody who can write for teenagers, who can direct teenagers. So who better than Jim Gillespie? I mean, he's hit or miss because I know what you did last summer was decent. Venom was just god awful. So, But that's basically what he ranges is from awful to okay. Yeah. Hit or miss, I'm I'm willing to roll the dice and say he's going to miss on this. All right. Because of all the stuff that I have for him to work with. All right. So now, now I'll tell you this, though. The plot's going to stay the same except for the ending. Okay. And I'm going to move some stuff around. But uh, how about we get the actors and actresses up in here? We all, all remember right. and love the old cast, right? So let's start from the top. There is no Nave Campbell, first off. Her character is being replaced with Hilary Duff's character. So Hilary Duff is now our leading lady. They paid, Duff. Uh, yes, they paid for her to be on screen, and she, she would have been like five when Scream came out. Hilary Duff. Yeah. Who am I thinking of? No, wait, Hilary Duff. Wait, who are you thinking about? Rose McGowan. No, wait. Who am I thinking? Of? Wait, why am I saying Hilary Duff? I always got Drew Barrymore. I have always gotten those okay, two mixed yeah. up. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Sorry. Yeah. For the life of me, I've always mixed those two uh, up in those names. I have no idea why. Sorry. Okay, so Drew Barrymore is going to be a lead Drew lady. Barrymore. They paid her for to to for the marketing. Drew Barrymore is our lead actress. Okay. And that cool opening scene that's going to happen in the middle of the movie. Okay. Now moving on. Now I'm also going to say that she is going to be the uh, kind of a replacement for Nave Campbell. So she's kind of that character. Okay, she's gonna be Nev's replacement. All right. Yes, yes. So let's go down. So who we got? We got we got to do um, her boyfriend. So yes. in in this scenario, like forget her coach, like that whole scene. If if we were going to keep it, would be somebody else. So essentially, Drew Barrymore is is Sydney Prescott. Yeah, she's the final girl. Yeah. Yes. 
So, all right. So now her boyfriend, Billy Loomis. Yes. So trying to figure out these, uh, <laughs> the replacement actors and actresses for this time was fun. I had to yeah. go back and see, all right, who was relevant back then? So I'm going to say. I mean, that... you could have looked at the stab cast and just replaced them with the phony actors they had for the stab movies starting through Scream. I'm going to cast as Billy Loomis, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. He, at this point, he was only two movies into his career. He did Let's Eat and Gilbert Grape and uh, Romeo and Juliet. So right. I don't, so he had, this is like, this is pre-departed, pre-Shutter Island. I, I don't think he really got the acting chops just yet to do that kind of darker side. Yeah, I think this is around the time t- Titanic is coming out. Like Titanic came out the following year. Yeah. So he had, he was just off of Romeo and Juliet. All right. He's like the pretty boy kind of, you know, teenager at that. So Teenage heartthrob. Yeah, it. teenage heartthrob kind of thing. But I, I don't think at this point he would have been able to do the darker half. All right. Okay. Uh, next we have, uh, oh, and Stu. We need to have his, his second in command. Yeah. So unfortunately, Matthew Lillard is not going to be around for this one. Yeah, you can't keep him in. Otherwise, it might end up being good. But they still want to have some kind of comedic kind of character there. Some kind of lighthearted person. And this is around this same era, so we're going to get Sean William Scott Stifler from American Pie. All right. I I see you could do like the comedy, but I don't think he doesn't have the charisma that uh, Matthew Willard brought to the role. All right. Sean William Scott, I don't, yes, I I don't think he, he could have that... He, I think he would be too wacky. Yeah, too slapstick. Too slapsticky. This yeah. is around. This is American Pie era. So, yeah, this is a couple years before American Pie. Yeah. Uh, so now we need uh, Gail. Um, and I thought that we could get Carmen Electra. Okay. Specifically, just because we needed a pretty face. She's a reporter lady. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in in this guy's mind, Carmen Electra would be perfect because we just need somebody who's pretty. Not saying that she can't act, but like if you compare her with like Courtney Cox, I mean, I mean that's a lot of what her acting was back in the day was just to be a pretty face. And I believe I don't know why I just thought it was perfect to just have uh, Luke Wilson as Huey, as Dewey, Dewey, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's two weeks in a row with Will- Luke Wilson in the sabotage movies. Wait, who? Oh yeah, <laughs> he wasn't your sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I, I like, I like Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. He's All just right. a, he just he's just around. Yeah, oh. he's he's just I love him as an actor. He just doesn't fit. Well. He's just the perfect amount of doesn't work well for this kind of movie. Yeah, doesn't work for horror pretty pretty much. <laughs> so now we have our cast. All right, we got anybody for uh, Randy? Randy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was Matthew Lillard's character. No, that no. Was, no, no. Sorry, that was the. Oh, oh, you talk about okay, Randy. The uh, movie I, I know nerd. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because I was tossing around my idea if I wanted to have uh, uh Sean William Scott play uh Matthew, Matthew Lillard's character, or if I wanted him as uh Randy. Uh, but I'm trying to sabotage it, so yeah, maybe I should just take Randy out. Um. That would be a definite kick in the nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, Randy is kind of like that fourth wall character. He's no, oh, actually, it's perfect that we take him out because yeah, no, because because this is this is this is the reason why it actually kind of plays into what I have going on here. So he was where we got all of all, most of our meta stuff from. Yeah, you know, he's the you know don't there's three rules of 
you know, you know, yeah. staying alive and blah 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 and all that business. He's, he's the so-called expert. Yeah, everybody's a suspect. So, so director Jim here, he still wants to have that meta, that kind of yeah. meta stuff, but instead, it's going to be more the characters like winking at the camera and dropping like like oh man this is just like halloween okay oh. it's where the meta is more like in your face like just name dropping and more cringy yeah more cringy name dropping and like looking at the camera basically kind of yeah. like so we get rid of randy unfortunately by dude you get killed one movie sooner and uh and and now that's where we're getting our meta from okay so now now we're moving some stuff around moving now we're going to be moving some plot points around Okay. the The original plot is gonna kind of stay the same, though. All right. Now the end. Now, what was one of the cool things about Scream is that it could be anybody. Yes. Like near the end, like you're trying to figure out who it is. We know who uh, from the beginning who uh, Ghostface is. We we kind of see like you know Billy getting changed into his. There's the mystery's taken out. Okay. The mystery's taken out, so we know that it's Billy. Okay. So the supposed tension is going to be from, is he going to get caught or not? But we'll know that it's him from the beginning. All right, all right. And not only that, you know, you, know, you remember how the original Scream ends. Yeah. Now, now just picture in your mind, everything that's happened has happened, and we're up to this point in the movie. Yeah. You got, you got, oh, oh, you, you asked me who I was going to have. Oh, yeah, we took Randy out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Sean William Scott and Leo DiCaprio. Um, you know, that's such it, an odd pairing too. It just they're just giving their spiel about the of what they what they were doing. Now, Hillary Duff manages Drew to, Barrymore. Drew, oh, yeah, it's gonna happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Bar- yeah. Drew, Drew Barrymore actually manages to talk some sense into the Matthew Lillard character by giving her giving the old "You're not evil like him" speech. Oh God. They're still good in you. Uh, what's uh, Stu Mocker? Bo- yeah. You're not. You're not evil like Billy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And it and it works. Oh no. Um. So they they now Stu's on on her side. I'm gonna still have Billy get shot. Okay. But but then at some point they come back and the body's gone. Now they're turning this into a franchise thing. He's like Michael Myers now, where he's just a ongoing. It's always Billy Loomis in the. In, in unkillable the, force type the yeah. unkillable oh. f- force kind of it's in, in scream 2 it's going to be also be billy loomis and the third it's also going to be billy loomis he's like the new like like a, a new michael myers type character who's just like out here now he's ghostface there's no mystery in who ghostface is it's always billy loomis oh see a terrible franchise um and i think what did i say in, in some of this stuff uh yeah so yeah the meta is more like winking winks to the camera and I think essentially, I think I essentially just stripped away everything that made it special. Yeah. We, the meta is, is no longer nuanced. It's obvious in your face. We have a group of characters who maybe they can act in some stuff, but we, it's not like the stacked cast that we had. Yeah. But they were like the big, well, Leo DiCaprio wasn't like the huge name at the time. I don't yeah. even know how old Luke Wilson was back then. Um, I'm trying to think of who was big back in 96. No, it's funny though. What? Is uh throughout the screen movies, Luke Wilson is the one that uh plays Billy Loomis in Stab. 
I know. <laughs> That's hilarious. That you're like, okay, yeah. I I knew I knew I either saw him in that or I, yeah. or I saw him in that or I saw him in like in scary movie. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of want to, you know, I think I just want Luke Wilson there just because I want his presence there. <laughs> just, yeah. I just I just want him there for comfort. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that is my pitch to set. Now you have all. Now we stripped away everything that made it uh, cool. The meta is now stale. The we we have uh, actors who are there more as eye candy more than anything. We have a uh, act or uh, director who, for the most part, and even I know what you did last summer isn't really that high rated no. on the on the tomato meter. But that's just you know, like I said, not like tomato meters anything to go by. I, I don't think he directs teen slashers very well. No, he doesn't do dialogue well. And he, and and this one and Scream is a very dialogue movie. I think that the, enough things are in place to turn what is really really cool into something that is just boring or just your run of the mill. I think like you know something that would rate on our tomato or on our scale like a thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, just like another run of the mill slasher. Yeah, I try to be gentle with these sabotages, and I could have just been like, and and I want to have Adam Sandler as yeah. as. Uh, <laughs> And I want to get uh, what's uh, what's his face from the room? Who's the guy who directed the room? Tommy Wiseau. He gets to direct yeah. it. And uh, uh, we're gonna have uh, Gail Weathers played by Betty White. Are you keeping it? Uh, you gonna make it PG thirteen or is it gonna be rated R? Uh, of course. Why, just neuter it some more and make it PG thirteen. So most of the kills just happen off scene. Yeah. So like we don't get we don't get that like disembowelment scene. Yeah. Or if they ended up keeping that scene and be just played by somebody else, maybe I'd yeah. have Nave Campbell do that one, and then people would be like, "Man, she should have been the lead actress." Um, but uh, yeah, so that okay. that is my sabotage. I think I did enough. Uh, maybe yeah. it might it may not have been in your face horrible, but I think I put it enough into place. I just enough to cripple it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you took away everything that made Scream Scream, and just kind of. And with this director, you could imagine the dialogue being pretty terrible. And uh, and if you want to know who his uh, director of photography or cinematographer is, it'll be uh, Willie Malone. <laughs> Willie Malone. Running stroke. William Malone, uh, they needed somebody for the cinematography, so William Malone stepped up uh, to bring his uh, unique uh, camera work to to the screen. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that sounds like a movie I would not want to watch. Every time uh, Ghostface goes to stab somebody, he gets his little glory shot character select screen 360 shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but you, can you save Christmas, Dave? I could try. Can you save this Christmas? I, mean, I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> this, this is the name of the episode, Dave Saves Christmas. Yeah. All right. So Black Christmas 2019. First of all, I got rid of all the spooky, cursed, gooey stuff that doesn't need to be there. Because I think I said that uh, you only needed to. Your stipulation was that the frat house had to be involved. Yeah. All right. So getting rid of all the cursy nonsense. Yeah. This doesn't need to be supernatural in any way or form. Mm-mm. It is a Christmas slasher movie. Basically getting back to the core of that. So to direct this, I brought in RKSS, which is a group of directors mm-hmm. who directed Summer of 84. So kind of like Radio Silence. Okay. Scream. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, I so mean, you're going to have a, so you'll have a group of directors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Summer of 84. It's uh, on Shudder. I, I think I might have passed it. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look it up once I get all hooked up. 
I mean, it came out in 2018, so... It sounds very familiar. Yeah, it's a low-budget slasher, but it is such a good movie. They got the dialogue right. Okay, so... Uh, so they're just... They did a really good job with this, so I think... So you're going to give a little bit of uh, some... To some relatively... I wouldn't say unknown, but more of a lesser-known one you're going to give some chance to. Yeah, they really haven't done much since Summer of 84 either, so... Hey, maybe this will be the project that they can sink their teeth into. Yeah, so I brought them in because I know they could do a lot with the littles. Okay. And then I'm going to keep Amajin Poots as the lead actress. Okay. Because I've seen her enough stuff to know that she she is really good. Just just sometimes you just can't help with the direction or what you're given to work with. Like... Yeah. So I think I could keep her as the lead actress and she'll do a great job here. Yeah, yeah she should be fine. She she was not what was wrong with the movie. So. No. Maybe her character was a little bit, but not her. Yeah, and then uh, some of the other sorority members. I got uh, Katie Stevens. She was in the horror movie Haunt that came mm. out in 2018. Also, another underrated horror movie that a lot of people haven't seen. It's really good. Virginia Gardner, she was in Halloween 2018. Okay. She played Vicky, the babysitter. Okay. Probably the best character for the movie. Tira... Oval. She was in Summer of 84 and she's in Riverdale. Okay. And then uh, Julie Renwald from uh, Fear Street she played Kate. Oh, was she the cool Fear one? Street. Yeah, so... The cool friend? Yeah, so bring her in on this as well. So that's your main five sorority sisters okay it's a solid build up i like i like that you're going with a lesser known group of directors i don't know something kind of fits with that makes it makes it cooler to me yeah i mean i don't think this movie had a big budget so i'm trying to keep it relatively uh smaller scale yeah i mean it'd be easy like yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a home invasion type movie i mean yeah so instead of like bringing in like all a-list talent you know just go out and find a little bit lesser known people that you could bring in on this one Mm -hmm. and uh, five million dollars by the way was the budget okay yeah so not huge but wasn't small per se but you don't really need a huge budget with a story like this yeah and obviously I'm going to make it obvious that it's Christmas time because none of these girl, their girls are at the house because they waited so long to go home for winter break that they got stuck in the snowstorm. So now they can't leave. Because didn't, wasn't that what we talked about? Like, so did Black Christmas even take place on Christmas? Yeah, there's no, like it was sunny most of the time, a little bit of snow on the ground. Now it's going to be like 20, to, uh, 2006 black christmas where there's snowstorm which makes for a great and, setting like yeah you can't go so, anywhere like you can't exactly. go anywhere you're stuck yeah so that's why they are all at the house and it's gonna take place on christmas eve so they're having like a christmas eve dinner and kind of gift exchange since they're all just there mm-hmm. obviously the snowstorm's gonna knock out the power of the house so when that happens the girls start disappearing one by one and getting killed and this is gonna be rated R, so. Oh, um, do we have a uh, do we have a Nate character or their um or or the dude who liked uh Poots Poots's character? No, it's just gonna be kind of sorority sisters. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So just take the boyfriend, uh, the boyfriend and love interest out because they're not necessarily needed. Yeah. I mean, there's kind of one, but we'll get to that. Okay. I mean, I'm going to make these kills pretty festive. Oh, so are we going to get some imaginative, uh, pretty cool looking... Yeah, like... Christmassy uh, 
like very violent nighty. Yeah, one of the girls is going to get hung by Christmas lights. Cool, classic. Yeah, and another girl's going to get uh, candy cane to the eye. Cool, always a always a fun yeah. one. And then you're going to get one girl's just going to get stabbed to death because you need that. Mm-hmm. Just a go good old fashioned stab. Gonna, yeah, multiple stabs. And then it's going to be down to two girls, our final girl, and then. Oh, is this rated R or PG thirteen? Uh this one's gonna be rated R. Okay. The uh, the actual movie is PG thirteen. I feel like a Black Christmas movie needs to be rated R. Yeah, I mean, you could do one that's a PG thirteen, but the way they did it, I mean, it was like you're just your generic jump scares and your off camera death, like. It just two of them left, and they're trying to fight off the guy. It's just one of them, and then lead character's boyfriend, who's played by uh, Ted Sutherland, mm-hmm. who plays the young Nick Good in Fear Street Part Two. Okay, he's gonna come in, pull him off, and then he turns around and stabs Julie Renwald's character and kills her. No. Yeah. So they think he's here to save him. No, he's actually one of the killers. So is this where it's revealed that it's multiple killers? Like at this point, do they know who the killers are? Yeah. Uh, and then at this point, the main killer takes off his mask. It is the president of threat played by uh, KJ Appa. Do you know who that is? What, what, he sounds familiar. Uh, he's the lead character in Riverdale. I, I, I might need to get into Riverdale. I've heard enough people say it's decent. Show the storylines are just so unbelievable. We- unbelievably weird mm-hmm. but all the actors and actresses on the show are really good so it's is it like, like is it like twin peaks weird like it's weirder than that yeah all right it's a good show yeah all so right. so all yeah. right so continue so he playing the main kill character and he reveals the reason why he's doing this why they are doing this all right what is the reason for the season so this is going to link to the 2019 storyline. Our final girl actually sexually assaulted him at a party. And even though it was reported and everything, nothing happened to her. Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot in cases where guys are the ones who get sexually assaulted. So it makes your villain semi-relatable where you're like, I see why you're mad. Wouldn't go to this length, but I get it. I don't know if there I've, I've ever seen like a, a slasher like that where it's like the dude is the one who got like kind of like... It- it's not uh, something that's covered in a lot of movies or anything like that. Yeah. So I thought that'd be an interesting way to like take the story. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, 2019, where it was like, guys are terrible rapists every five seconds of the movie. So is it that Emotion Poots character uh, sexually assaulted... Um, KJ Appa at a party uh, like a year before. Was he so. like drug him or something? Or... Yeah, he got him really drunk. And, yeah. So he, so he's attacking the the sorority because he's basically for revenge. Because even though it was reported, mm-hmm. just nothing happened to her. She didn't get arrested. She didn't get thrown out of the school. And he makes a point. He's like, if it was the other way around, my life would be ruined. But for you, nothing happens. I can see that happening, but you would have. Uh, who who'd you say you got directing this? So it the director group is called RKSS. Okay, so they they would have to even the. Th- the message from the original uh, 2019 Black Christmas, even the message that they were trying to push isn't a bad one. No, it's not. Yeah. Um. So if you were going to do that message on your side, or if you were going to try to be like, all right, well, let's see if we can do it um, reversed, yeah. you would have to make sure that the script is really tight and smart. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to make sure it's not like infertly like smacking you over the head every head. five seconds with uh, yeah. a message, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 
for the most of the movie, you think the they're just randomly killing people, and then you find out why. So I'm not. So, so I would like. I would. I would like to see that because, like I said, I I, I can't yeah, really I, think of a lot of movies that where the have guys... done that. I feel like it, it'd be a risk. Like you said, you'd have to make sure the script is tight for it. It'd be a risky move. I think the closest thing I think was a, a special victims unit law and order episode where like the guy basically said that he got sexually assaulted by a group of women and like nobody believed him. And, yeah. and that, that, that was what the episode was about. And it was like, well, he, the, this dude's like a big, you know, strong man. You're saying that he got, you know, sexually assaulted by a bunch of women. And it's like, no, you know, everybody thought it sounded yeah. ridiculous. So I mean, can yeah, it be it, done? In fact, I would so, have liked to have seen the 2019 one be that smart and actually have like keep the message but yeah. do it better yeah so, so yeah basically from there she kills off the second killer who's playing her boyfriend she kills him while she's fighting him off and then kind of at the end they end up like stabbing each other and both die oh uh, quick question yeah how many like killers are there there's two killers like the frat president and like his right hand man is like his friend, I guess. Yeah. Oh, so he was the president, basically, was the one yeah, who got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm playing it in my mind. You could, you could make this movie. Yeah. Um, and it would, it could be a good one. Like, I, you know, be, done correctly. And yes. All right. So there's that's two... another reason I went so in depth in like picking out the cast for this movie because you were playing it in your mind. Yeah. So you got to the two characters. So. Uh, was there a reason why the second killer was he just following around with because he was his friend or yeah kind of like well he found out his girlfriend sexually assaulted his best friend so that's why he decided to you know be his second command in murdering the sorority sisters all right so I, I was just wondering because like in the original one it was like oh it wasn't their fault they were under the influence of the black goo so yeah black goo made him do it and even when the black goo was gone she still burned them all alive all right so how, how does it uh, so it ends with them stabbing each other and yeah. them both, so what uh, emotion and her boyfriend stab each other? No, uh, KJ Apa, the guy okay. she sexually assaulted. Oh, so they both she, basically die. She killed off the boyfriend first, and then comes out to those two. Yeah, as uh, as I'll be home for Christmas. Play slowly in the background. Yeah, and you see like the police lights through the window as the police are just getting to the house. Yeah, I think that'd be an interesting just a final way to do it just because if it's good make sure there's no way they could do any sequels for it and ruin it if anything i would love to see this just because uh, of the message that you're putting in there would be a huge would be a huge undertaking so i would want to see it just to see how it's handled yeah because it could easily end up being where it's like everybody gets like oh my god now you're saying that like you know someone says you know yeah you know, it's it's a touchy subject, which is it, as it should be. But yeah, uh, but reset. Makes, you know, it's a little bit uncomfortable to discuss. Yeah. Yes. So it, it makes it uncomfortable, but you know, we try to be as like you know sensitive about it as possible. We, yeah. But but we are reviewing a, what we think works and doesn't work. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I thought that was an interesting message to make to get it to be you know frat guys against sorority sisters. So. All right. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Let's. Uh, Let's uh, save this audio clip and then send it off to some Hollywood. Uh, well, yeah. let's send this off to uh, William Perry and say, just spread this around. Just, just yeah. <laughs> tap into your connections. <laughs> let's get this made for next Christmas. Yeah, let's, let's get this made for the holidays before they have a chance to make a sequel to Violent Night Deadly uh, to Violent Night. Yeah.
Yeah. These are these are good. And we yeah. at this point we hadn't record uh we hadn't recorded for like a couple of weeks at this point, right? Yeah. It yeah, I think last time was when we recorded with William Perry, so it felt good, you know. Yeah. This is this is the last recording in my old place right now. The next time I'll be recording is gonna be in my new recording room. Nice. Um, so, all right, we, we need to think of some content. We need some content. Are we doing another one of these? Or are we going to go to a classic uh, top 10? Or what do you feel like? What do you feel, Dave? I, feel I like think I, we should do another one of these. Like, this will be our This will be the season of Sabotage yeah. and Save? Yeah. All right, so we switch it up again then. All right. Next one, you're going to be sab- taking the Sabotage range? And you are saving. Okay. So it's basically, so now I forget, do these have to be movies that we've reviewed already? No, it could be any uh, movie as long as the other person's seen it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of a I was gonna, terrible uh, movie. For I forgot. I forgot that yours is sabotage. Yours was going to be save us. Say save Skinnamarink because you said that, that was boring. It is a. I I I I watched ten minutes. I was like, I can't stay awake, man. I like I get what I get the ambiance they're going for, but I'm this I'm this thing is putting me to sleep. It was just uh that's the movie. I get just I mean that I, ambiance. There's no story at all to this movie. I, I get I get exactly what they're trying to do, and I very much appreciate it. Like I this is like if I was rating it, I was like for what it is and what they were trying to do. It's a very high marks, but damn it, I was like just putting me to sleep. Yeah. Like like it just sounded like my house when I'm like just ambient go to sleep house noise but i digress i want you to um all right uh you can sabotage cabin in the woods cabin in the woods sabotage cabin in the all woods right. all right oh uh i need to think of some stipulations or else you'll just pitch me a generic cabin in the woods movie um <laughs> you need to keep the organization bit the organization bit okay you need to keep the that world explained Yes. All right. So that's that's the thing. You do have to keep the worldwide organization bit. Now you can choose whether or not it's old gods or whatever, but it has to be a worldwide organization still. That is a that's doing it for some big purpose. Okay. Or you can keep you can keep the old gods if you want, or or you can think of something else that you think would sabotage it. Okay. I would like for you to save Wishmaster. Ah, that would be fun because I I really want to love Wishmaster. Right. Like I, I think like, fondly of that movie because I love the concept. Yeah. But when I was watching, I was like, "Man, this movie is it, it's it's it, it's it, it could have been so f- much fun." <laughs> yeah. Your only stipulation is you got to keep the leads. So the guy that played the Wishmaster and the girl. That's good because I wasn't going to change him. Yeah, I wouldn't change the Wishmaster either. He was the only good part of the movie. <laughs> but I have to keep her as well. Yeah. That's fine. She was fine. It was just she wasn't given really good stuff written for her. Yeah. So I got to save save Wishmaster, and you have to yeah. ruin Cabin in the Woods. Yes. All right. I like that. Yeah. It'll be fun. But uh, as always, everybody, thank you for all of our new... I saw that we had an influx of new followers, uh, both on Instagram and just regular for the downloads on the Spotify and Apple yeah. podcast. Um, we I'm, appreciate I'm I'm fairly certain that William Perry probably had something to do with that because it was yeah. shortly after that his episode but, dropped. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to him. And uh, again, we'll we'll eventually make a an email for you guys to reach out at. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram if you want to hear us review it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So everybody, have a good week. See you. Hey everybody! Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. 
Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.